You're listening to the Brew Time Podcast, a vegan content marketing podcast. I'm Fiona, your content mentor for your vegan and sustainable business. Join me today for a virtual brew, where I talk about how on earth the word plant-based gets so loaded. And you're going to come away from this episode knowing what you can do so you can create better business content. Today's virtual brew is sponsored by the Happy Tea Company. This is a sustainable tea company that grows their products right here in the beautiful Worcestershire countryside. So go and grab a brew and let's all talk about that loaded phrase, plant-based. Hey, so if I'm sounding a little quiet or raspy on this episode, it's because I'm currently recovering from COVID. Yay! Um, But I didn't want to um, not record some episodes because it's important. It's one of the learning curves I've had over the course of this podcast that when I get further ahead in my planning and production, it makes it much easier to put out the content at the end. So there's a little learning here. Also, if you hear me wheezing more than normal on this episode, that's why. So, we're going to talk all about the phrase plant-based. Now, if you're one to put out divisive content, one of those things is, do you prefer the phrase plant-based or vegan as um, as a label for what you do? Do you identify more with plant-based or vegan? Now, I have been vegan for coming up to nearly 20 years now, which is really quite scary as to how old I'm getting um, but I hadn't heard the term plant-based until about four years ago when someone asked me am I a plant-based vegan or an ethical vegan and I was like oh I'm just a vegan vegan I don't know what is this plant-based thing and it's become something of a buzzword and like I said before it's become quite divisive but it's also an important thing to look at when it comes to your content which I'm going to go into in a bit more detail in this episode. So if you're not sure what plant-based means, and I'll be honest, some of the time not even I'm sure, so I'm going to go with what I understand it to mean from the messaging that's out there around plant-based that I see from businesses, I see in content. So plant-based means you eat a plant-based diet. Um, And it's really about what you eat and not necessarily your values. Now, even the idea of going, I just eat plants, never really occurred to me until maybe eight or nine years ago when veganism was becoming more more mainstream, less of a niche than it was. Like being vegan back in um, 2002 was a different world to being vegan in 2022. Um, And so to me, I didn't really think about what I ate, it's just part of who I am. And vegan, as a term, is a whole life set of actions that are based on your values. And so therefore you might actually be known as an ethical vegan. So for example, I do not use products are tested on animals, I care about what happens to the things I buy once I finish using them, I try and lessen the impact that I have on the world and I, on them as much as humanly possible, I avoid palm oil at all costs, even sustainable palm oil. 
But I also consider all my actions against my internal sets of values, which I'm sure everyone does. It just your values just differ on the scale. That's all. Um, so that that's where I think that there is a difference coming. I've heard people say plant-based is a lifestyle, vegan is your identity, plant-based is more about how you look than who you are. Um, to be honest, I think a lot of it is semantics and it's about more important to not be very pious. Now I see this a lot in, um, I guess, in debates not necessarily from business owners. In fact, I want to say this. As a business owner, you should never be putting this kind of content out there. Um, and you should be trying to minimise it when it appears on your feed. So I get that some people will teach you should post divisive content to spark debate. But I personally would be careful about the kind of debate that you are sparking here. Because what I see and that I wholeheartedly disagree with and makes me feel really sad because I think it alienates people rather than in, is inclusive is about whether or not you are more vegan than the next person. Like saying, oh, I've been vegan longer than you, so I'm more vegan. Oh, you're not quite vegan because you use this in your home or you've put this in your garden or your clothes are made of this. And I don't think that that's in any way, shape or form helpful. And um, it reminds me a bit of, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, The Guilty Feminist. I am a huge Guilty Feminist fan. Um, and I think maybe we need a Guilty Vegan podcast, which goes, if you've listened to it, you'll know where this phrase has come from. I'm a vegan, but... And then we start sharing the reality of being vegan, that we are not all perfect. And it is a journey. So you could have... I'm a vegan, but I've been drinking milks for years and didn't realise that it has animal-derived products in it. I don't know if it still does, actually, but it was on one of those weird lists of things that I didn't know weren't vegan, but actually I don't drink milks, and that's not true. Or you could have, I'm a vegan, but my friend bought me a face mask for my birthday and it contains honey, and I didn't really have the heart to tell them it wasn't vegan. And, and I just kind of want to point out that the... No one's perfect. No one is the perfect vegan. No one has the perfect vegan lifestyle. And so you want to... What we're talking about here when it comes to our content, whether you, don't, whether you run a vegan business or not, you might listen to this and you don't run a vegan business. And, but there's an important message in here, and it's all about behavioural change. That if you want people to take an action and change their behaviour or change their habits or do something, then you need to use behavioural change and nudge theory to get them to do it. And you don't do that by coming at them from the complete other end of the spectrum. You do that from meeting them where they are and then bringing them on a journey with you. And it's about talking to people of where they are right now, not where you are right now. And that is really important, regardless of what business you run, regardless of what your messaging is, when it comes to your content, also when it comes to your actions as well, any messaging, it's go to the person that you want to sell to, where they are right now, 
And that might mean using the word vegan, it might mean using the word plant-based. It depends. So this is something to really consider. Um, and it's a really good example, actually. It's, it's the use of, of language in our messaging. Is are we, are we doing enough to meet people where they are? Are we making it easy for them to nudge them towards that sale? And you may well be um, a vegan business owner and your business isn't very specifically vegan. But you want to lead by example. And so it's, are you bringing people on the journey with you? Or are you trying to drag them, kicking and screaming by shouting at them like um, an army boot camp officer and going, you will do this, you will make this change? Because that stuff, it doesn't work. It might work for a little bit for someone, but really in the great scheme of things, it doesn't work and it doesn't feel good either. Um, so how did the phrase plant-based get so loaded? Because if you look online, there is a lot of debate around this. And I've asked this question in groups before, do you prefer vegan or plant-based? Mostly because I was trying to figure out some messaging for um, a client. And sometimes it's really good to ask that question. And it is a very loaded question. And you'll get essay answers about which one's right and which one you should use and people telling you what to do. And generally when I've got that as part of the research, I just poof over my head ignore it. But I think it's become so loaded because it's being used as a bit of a marketing trope. It's used to sell food. For example, I know it, it, Burger King have changed this now, but a couple of years ago Burger King um, released a plant burger, except it was cooked in the same stuff as the meat. So to me, that makes it not vegan. Now, I know that there is um, a debate and Peter has given some guidance that you shouldn't be asking if things are cooked separately because it's unattainable for a lot of food businesses and isn't it better that people eat plant-based rather than they eat plant-based that's cooked separate. I kind of get that point but to me it's a bit like picking pepperoni off your pizza to make it meat-free. It's not really the same thing but that is my opinion. I'm not saying you should feel the same way about it. Now I've always, ever since I was vegetarian, I've always asked is this cooked separately just because I just don't like the idea of it, but that is personal to me, which makes me a very different audience to sell to than someone who doesn't really give two hoots, they're just glad to eat something that's not made from meat. It's about appealing to a different audience. So I'm not the audience for McDonald's, KFC or Burger King plant food. That's just not me. I'm not even a Greg's buyer. I'm sorry, I just don't even like the vegan Greg's sausage rolls. And I've never had a meat one in my life. So I'm not their audience. They're not selling these things to me. They're selling them to someone different, to someone who does find that appealing. And I'm going to go into this a little bit more about why that is the case. But first, I want to like come to ask you when you might use the phrase plant-based or vegan or when you might put vegan or plant-based because this is an important language choice in your branding, your messaging, your tone of voice and if you are listening to this as a plant-based, vegan, ethical, whatever you are business or any kind of business 
then the language you use is hugely important when it comes to your messaging. So I want to tell you about this study. Um, I heard about it from someone who's involved in the study. I don't know if it's published yet. It might be. If it is, I'll find the link to send it to you. So basically, they found that when you put vegan food or plant-based food on the main menu of a restaurant or pub, that restaurant or pub will sell more of the vegan food than if they had a separate vegan menu. And this is because when someone orders the food, if they can see it on the main menu, they will order it. They don't have to ask for a separate menu to see those choices. And the reason why is that a lot of people who are ordering vegan and plant-based food do not identify themselves within the vegan group. They might identify themselves as plant-based or flexitarian or meat-reducing or vegetarian. They might identify themselves in a very different way. And when you put that food on a separate menu and they have to go to the effort of saying, have you got this separate menu? Most of the time, they won't. You put friction in their path and they won't do it. And they don't want to be putting their hand up and flagging themselves as someone different to the rest of the group. It's social identity. So from a behavioural change perspective, it makes more sense to put the vegan food on the main menu so that you're working with how your audience identifies themselves. You're, you're playing to them, you're reducing that friction and you're making the journey to sale much smoother. And it's the same with your content. You need to think, how can I make this journey to the sale much smoother? Am I coming to my audience with their identity or am I forcing them to put their hands up and stand out from the crowd? Now, your audience might like standing out from the crowd and doing that, in which case, who it work, but quite a lot of the time, in fact, most of the time, people don't. But you see, on the flip side of this, on this restaurant story, there are many vegans who actually want their own menu. Um, in my own community, there, someone was complaining that this amazing restaurant that does amazing vegan food, and they used to have a separate vegan menu, and they've just put all the options on the main menu. And they, they said, oh, this place, it doesn't have a vegan menu anymore. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it does, because I went to eat there two weeks ago. Definitely has vegan food there, and it's amazing. And they were like, oh, no, I wanted, like, three or four choices, and now you've only got one or two, and it's on the main menu. And, again, this is all part of social identity. These The people who want the vegan menu want to stick their hands up and signal that they are vegan. They are not just eating this food because... It's a fad, it's a diet, it's something that they want. They want to stick their hands up and say, I am vegan and I need to make sure this food is vegan. Now, I also get that side of it. I'm going to tell a story now. Um, me and my husband went out for a meal, I think it was last summer or the summer before. It was in one of the many when you had to eat out. That bit of lockdown where you could only eat outside. And we'd gone to support a local um bar, cafe, gastropub, whatever you want to call it. And they had a couple of vegan options on the menu and it was busy because it was like the first night of being able to open and I ordered a vegan burger. Now, I always lift the lid of my burger to have a nosy at what they put inside and I was like, um, it looks like a funny vegetable. 
except my husband's looking at it going, yeah, that's bacon. I'm like, huh, okay. I had to, like, go and send it back to check. But if I'd bitten into that, I'd have been absolutely mortified. And then I'd have been going, I'm a vegan, but I accidentally ate bacon on my burger the other night. Actually, no, we don't. Um, but the restaurant was so apologetic. And to be honest, if I'd have been able to stick my hand up and say, have you got a vegan menu? They would have had that little nudge for them to not put bacon on the vegan burger. I mean, who does that? Anyway, it's all about whether or not you use plant-based or vegan. It's all about who your audience is and how they want to identify themselves as a group. So you might actually not want to use either phrase, plant-based or vegan. You, much of what I buy isn't specifically titled vegan. And like I said, 10 years or so ago, I'd support every single vegan vegan business, I can get my words out today, vegan business that I could find because it was so rare and I so wanted to support them for them to survive. And these days, that's completely and utterly impossible. So now I just buy as ethically as I can with stuff that I love and try and support as many as I can. Um, But you might not want to use either vegan or plant-based. That might not be your audience. That might not be the messaging that you want. Or you might want to use both. Or you might want to use one or the other over the other. There is no right or wrong way of doing this. This is all about your brand tone of voice and your messaging. So, here's what I have to say about using plant-based versus vegan and how plant-based became so loaded over the time. First of all, use the word plant-based if that's how your audience defines themselves. You actually might reach more people this way because you'll get folks like me who just let it all go over their heads. Um, But if that's how your audience define themselves, then do that. Use vegan if that's what your audience wants. There's a little caveat on this, though, and I really need to mention this. That while you're creating content that your audience can identify with, you, at the same time, are building that content on the foundations of your brand values and your business values. And these may actually push you further towards one or the other. Your tone of voice and brand position might mean that you need to position yourself that you are proudly vegan while still taking it to where your customers are right now. Now, I keep mentioning VFC because they are very much proudly, we are vegan, um, this is our values, this is where we stand. I suspect I am not necessarily a target audience, although I do love it, I do love it. But um, it's for people who are on their vegan journey. To me, it seems, it's people who are on the vegan journey and are looking to transition away from meat in a tasty way. Because I've never really eaten meat since I was a really old child. It's not not fussed whether or not I have meat replacement on my plate or not. I just like tasty food on my plate. But that's not to say that that doesn't work for so many other people. I read online it was something like half of the UK now are reducing their meat or swapping their meat for meat alternatives, which is absolutely amazing. 
don't quote me on that stuff. I need to go and research it out, and I can't do that while recording a podcast. But my point here is that the foundation you build your content on is your values and your brand story and your brand position. And if that is, we are vegan and we are vegan for the animals, then you do that and then you use the word vegan. And then you use, need to use other language that takes it to your audience in the way they want to receive it, that hangs with their identity. So the whole point of bringing up this subject of is it plant-based or is it vegan? It's to really hammer home the idea that you need to know who your audience is before you start making those decisions. If you understand that, then you can understand what language you need to use. Now, if you're not a plant-based or vegan business, or actually maybe you're even a service-based business and go, do I even need this? Use the, use the theory behind it. You want to take what you do to your audience and you want to bring them on a little journey with you. Is the language you are using doing this? Now, the example I would use here is marketing speak. I hate marketing speak, but I'm so guilty of using it. And I forget sometimes that someone might not know what CTA is. It's a call to action. What's a call to action? Is you just telling them to do something, like me saying to you, go and download my 30 days of vegan content um, PDF. Totally free, comes with a little four-day email course. And you can download that on the link in the show notes. Like that, that's a call to action, isn't it? Um, or you can join up to the Thursday Brew, which is the newsletter that goes along with this podcast. And I talk about writing and creativity and the way the brain works and all that bit. Lovely sort of behavioural nudge theory and how we can put it into action in our content. You can go sign up to them. Oh, look, that's another call to action. Here's another thing they tell you not to do in marketing and that's put two calls to action on one thing. And yet, I've just done it. Um, go and do each of them if you want. Um, the 30 Days of Vegan Content. I am actually going to update that this week so it'll be all shiny and new. And everyone who's ever received it before will get the shiny new updated version. Um, and I've got a few other really cool or freebies coming out soon as well. So that is an example of how you might let, because you're further on in your journey, you might have to take your mind back a few steps and to take what it is yourself to put your content in the space in which your audience is. And it's not easy to do. I forget half the time and forget that people don't know certain things um, or don't know certain phrases. And I like to think that I'm plain speaking, so we're all guilty of it. I'm a content creator, but... I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I hope you found this episode super helpful and interesting. If you do want to chat, there is a link for a virtual group on there if you need my help with any of your I am running my content on progress at the moment. I have limited spaces because I want to give my time and attention to the clients that I do have on it already. And if you can find it.